0: It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speeway.
1: Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Speedway Show. The topic of our show today is actually one that I have wanted to do for a long time, but I just had to find the perfect couple to talk about it. Our topic is tips and traps of interracial marriage. Marriage is wonderful, but it's also fraught with challenges. What additional challenges turn up when two people fall in love from different races. That is what we're going to find out today from my returning guests, Yolanda and Terrence Brandon. If you missed the first show they did with me, it was called Keeping Your Vows, and you can actually listen to it on the website at com or the com. Yolanda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be Terrence, here. welcome to the show.
0: Glad to be back, Speedway.
1: Fantastic. For those who missed our first show, uh, Terrence, tell us how long you guys have been married.
0: We, We will have been married 17 years this December.
2: Congratulations. And Yolanda, you guys have five children, yes? Yes, we do. Yep, five wonderful children, and they're all very different in their personalities, and they definitely keep us hopping. How old are they? Oldest um, this is 22, which is my son, Terrence's stepson, Roman, um, and he is actually still living at home but has finished college um, and is now a welder for a company, so we're really happy for him. And then our uh, first daughter that we had together, she is now 15, and um, our daughter Nicole is 12. And then we have another son named Isaac, and he is six. And then our last little princess, who I'm looking at right now in front of me, is Gabriella, and she just turned three.
1: Okay, so listeners, you just heard, uh, you guys are at home, and Gabby is there, so we may hear some. Uh, noise from the baby, and that's just, we're just going to keep it real because that's what we're, it's a family topic today, and uh, so I think it's quite fitting that you guys be at home, there she is. So let's get into our, well, let me ask you the first question, uh, and I'm going to pose this question to Terrence. Tell me, how did you guys
0: meet? Well, it's an interesting story. You know, sometimes God does, intervene in mysterious ways we both met at a christian singles function in minnesota that neither one of us intended to go to Oh <laughs> um, really I, yeah i i had just i had just lost the closest thing i had to a girlfriend in a bad breakup so i wasn't ready to swear off women but i wanted a good long break yolanda was tired of dating guys that um just, she had just come back to the Lord herself, and she asked herself, why am I dating all these men who did not make God a priority in their life when he's now a priority in my life, and this is all unbeknownst to me, Mm -hmm. and one Fourth of July weekend, her best friend Heather essentially kidnapped her and brought her, and two of my best friends in Ohio said, we know what happened, you're not moping. You know, and they essentially kidnapped me and brought me to this thing.
1: Oh, wow. And that's (laughs) how the two of you met.
0: Yeah. Go figure, huh? Yeah.
1: And then you dated for some period of time.
0: Yes, we did.
1: Okay. And now I'm going to ask this of Yolanda. So the topic Mm -hmm. is about the fact that Yolanda's Caucasian, Terrence, you're African-American.
0: Yes, that's correct. What
1: was, and and (coughs) you guys met in did you meet in ohio or did you meet in minnesota no we
0: met in minnesota
1: you met in minnesota Minnesota. yep but then you moved to ohio after you got married (laughs) yes so okay 17 years ago 16 17 years ago uh, what did yolanda what did your parents say well first of all when did you tell them that terrence was black and what do they think
2: about that Well when I came back From the weekend um, The long weekend of 4th of July After we met I was just beaming And I told my mother And my grandmother And my dad I have just met the man I'm going to marry I knew Literally I knew um, Probably 10 minutes After we started talking When we met That this was going to be my husband Um, And Terrence when we when we got to compare notes later on you know he said oh he felt like oh i just made a really great friend you know oh. he, but you know marriage was not on his mind at all you know he just thought we'd be really great friends and i knew oh, immediately funny. he was going to be my husband how i knew that i don't know god must have put that knowledge in me i have no idea but um i just knew um, and my pa- I told them right away, my parents were totally okay with that. They did not have an issue, but, you know, I think, um, and Terrence can tell you for himself, I think he felt, oh, we're just going to be really great friends because I was white. I think he was a little cautious and a little gun shy about maybe pursuing this other than just a really, you know, uh, best friend type of a situation, um, but my parents were wonderful about it. Um, but he didn't know that.
0: <laughs> Terrence? Uh yeah, I um I'll go back a little bit. Um yes, one of the reasons I thought we were going to be just really good friends is one, I was in a posi- in a transitional state. I wasn't necessarily I didn't necessarily have my romantic feelers up. Secondly, I had just gotten out of a situation or I, I had just been through a situation that speaks to how potentially disastrous such a relationship can be when there isn't support on one or both sides. Okay. I got burned pretty bad.
1: Okay, so your your girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend then, was also Caucasian?
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, and, the and parents, that did not go out well. Huh? Uh, it was okay between us, but the parents couldn't, as much as they liked me, they couldn't go there. Okay. And I wasn't going to get in the middle of that and her.
1: Again. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I meant that and the previous girlfriend. So then, you know, I'm naturally, even, even thinking we're just going to be friends, first time I came to visit her parents. I was somewhat apprehensive, because I'm like, mm, this isn't going to be here we go again, is it? And and God bless her dad. I mean, God bless her dad. I, she couldn't possibly have known. I didn't tell her. I don't know how he knew, but the first night I got in his house, he took me aside. Yeah, I might cry a little bit here, but he took me aside. And he said, he said, um, and I'll try to remember his exact words, he said, I have no idea how far this relationship will go, but I want you to know that from what I have learned about you, I consider you an honorable man, and I would have no problem welcoming you into this family. Aww. And he has been as good as his word ever since. He's become the dad I never had growing up.
1: So what what were your parents like? about it. Oh,
0: see. So here's the, here's the funny thing. I'm thinking I'm going to get grief, right? Yeah. So so I'm telling them, you know, about this girl and and whatnot, and uh, and they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. is there Anything else? Well, yeah, there is one small detail. She's white. So what? Her blood's red, isn't it? <laughs> and they're like, oh, is that it? <laughs> is is that it? Is that all you got? I mean, you know, so. Like, oh, it, okay. Oh. Yeah, and and they said what you don't know is you already have interracially buried people in your family. They introduced me to them. I just didn't oh. know they were there. Oh. And they went. Phew. They went. Phew. That's not. Oh, if please. that's the only problem, that's not a problem. Oh, fantastic! I thought that was a relief. It was. You can heard me sigh in Tokyo.
1: How's <laughs> that? So yep. now you went to, uh, so the two of you lived in Ohio, and I'm just wondering, and Yolanda, maybe you can give me your perspective, but what was Ohio mm-hmm. like for an interracial couple 17 years ago?
2: Um, well, I from my perspective, I think it was difficult, but I remember I grew up and lived a very sheltered life, and I loved what parents said that, his parents kind of told him or his family kind of told him it would not be a problem. But I have a different perspective than he got because um, after we had been, you know, seriously dating and I decided to move down to Ohio to find and live, move in with two of his uh, friends um, that he was acquainted with, they had an apartment in uh, a town called Miamisburg which is a very nice suburb in um, Ohio and um, so I lived in I lived with them for a while so that we could see if this relationship was going to go anywhere well I got to you know meet his family and everything and I come to find out later that his mom I thought she was she eventually did you know, just love me to death, just like um, a daughter. But she did have some apprehensiveness towards me after. Yeah, after she got to kind of know me a little bit and get to know my family, she thought I was a gold digger. And I had to laugh oh. because I told Terrence, I said, if I'm a gold digger, I guess I've been waiting a really long time. <laughs> So I I have to laugh at that because I'm glad and thankful that he got such a positive um sense from his family but I didn't necessarily get the same sense that he got and and maybe it's just my own perspective, but you know, but as far as going back to living in Ohio, I th- Me being sheltered so much growing up on the farm, you know, in Jordan, Minnesota, it was like, wow. I mean, it was like maybe just a few African-American kids in our class growing up, Um, very few Asian or any other Hispanic or any other um, ethnicities growing up. Um, Of course, it's changed a lot now, but back then... So I really didn't know what um, what discrimination really was, you know. Um, and I don't really think that I still know what true discrimination is. I could never claim that me being a white person would ever know really what Terrence has gone through in his life. I mean, I, I can't. All I got was a little tiny taste of it when... We were together in Ohio and we had a a really sad story, but one time Terrence and I, we were um, already married at this point and we went to go um, celebrate our um, anniversary in this really nice um, restaurant called the Grub Steak Restaurant right on, in Dayton, Ohio, right on Main Street and very nice steakhouse. Um, so we got all dressed up, we, you know, went there and, you know, we waited for a long time to even be seated and they did not want to seat us. And then oh, when maybe. they, yeah, and then when they finally did seat us, the manager came over to our table and asked us to pay first. And I was like, so enraged. I was like, what? you've got to be kidding me. What? Yeah and so we just got up and left and then there was another situation where we had gone to a fair um, some kind of county fair and I had you know older gentlemen looking at me and just kind of shaking their head and this one man just came out and right in my face just kind of said what a shame and I was like Wow, oh, wow, you are really uneducated. <laughs> and I wasn't used to that. You know, in Minnesota it's much more liberal too and much, you know, so um and I really did not know what it was like um you know to be to be watched and stared. I remember going to the mall there in Dayton in Miami'sburg and when I was just alone with my son, um, who's white, Roman, it was fine. I, I was treated like I'd always been treated my whole life. And as soon as the children started coming along, and I brought my two girls, which then were were young, quite young, with me, and we would go different places, or, and even if Terrence wasn't with me, just the fact of me having black children with me in the store, and me being their mom, I started getting followed and asked, you know, do you need anything? But it wasn't it wasn't a helpful type of a, can I help you type of a thing. It was like, we're going to watch you to make sure you don't steal something. Oh,
1: wow. So
2: it kind of gave me a little glimpse of, wow, um, things are very different. You know, I my husband and I have talked about that since, you know, and kind of compared notes and I'm just like some of the stories he tells me growing up, I'm just like flabbergasted, like I can't even believe another human being could do that to another human being. I mean it's just awful.
1: Well, Terrence, that is, you know, Yolanda's perspective. So what were the what were the things that you encountered? Because I have to I have to say You know, I dated, dated, well, more than one Caucasian man. And the very first time, I was really curious. So I actually went to some of my friends who were in interracial marriages, and I was like, so is it different what you have to deal with? Are there things that you have to talk about that you normally wouldn't talk about? And the thing that I thought was so interesting was that as between me and him, it was just me and him. And it wasn't, you know, me the black woman dating him the white man. But what, 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 when other people looked at us, what they saw was an interracial couple. So it was, you know, it was it was something that was evident from people who looked at us. But as between the two of us, it was it was never an issue. So for you, Terrence, were there situations where people looked at you
0: and well, you experienced
1: sure. more of what uh, Yolanda talking about?
0: And and between Yolanda and I it was never an issue, but but I want to speak to the comments you just made before I go further. Yes. It's even different. You and your Caucasian male friend was even different than me and Yolanda because they've done, well, for one thing, because I'm I'm the type of person that knows what I'm wants to know what I'm getting into, especially with a life decision like marriage. I studied the literature. Typically, in that situation. You married up. You would have married up. You would have gained his whiteness. They would have treated you as if you were white, no different, even though you were not. When Yolanda married me, she married down. She gained my blackness, and she got treated the way I got treated.
1: Would that be because you're a man, and so the the standard goes to whatever the man is? Is that why you say that?
0: That's what the literature seems to indicate. Oh, really? And, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And uh, see, let's see what some of the stuff that happened. Okay, even stuff that happened apart. This story of thing happened apart from, and before Yolanda. Yolanda just married into it. I'm an educated black guy. Work for the county. Have a suit and tie, and briefcase, and that's you know how I roll. I went to go visit a friend, and she was just a friend, but she was also Caucasian. But she was like my best friend at the time. She happened to live in Oakwood. I guess you'd call it a gated community today. They didn't have that term back then. So, you know, I'm strolling along in Oakwood on my way to her house. Oakland police stopped me. Want to know why I'm there, who I'm going to see, what my business is. Thinking I'm a drug dealer because I'm dressed up, made me open my briefcase and show them what was in it. I did. Oh, my. And about this time... My friend, who had just come to the front of her house, said, Don't you dare! And she took his badge number and everything else and was determined to have his job. Oh so, my.
1: so, how did he respond when she showed up?
0: Uh, he kowtowed to her. I don't remember if I got an apology or not. <laughs> you probably didn't. I remember Oakwood. I used to live in Dayton. <laughs> I'm
1: betting you did so, not get an
0: apology. I don't know if I got an apology. If I if I got an apology, I don't remember it. And then, and then, and I, I will make I will connect this up to Yolanda, But, but then, just to show you what it's like to be a black man in Dayton, there was a time I was distracted. I was at the store, and I was distracted, and I think I walked out of the entrance door to the exit door or something, and some some cop or security guard grabbed me and spun me around about to put the customer and said, Wait a minute, what are you doing? And then well then he didn't do it after I stood up to him a little bit, but it was it was like, okay, so you're black, you're suspicious. See my favorite thing that happened with me and Yolanda was people would police would stop us, see just the two of us together, and would ask if she was okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And they would come up to the car in pairs. One guy would watch me through the window. The other guy would talk to her and see if she's okay. Because they're all ready to haul me out the car if they need to. Oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. Well, it's now,
1: you know, 16 and a half years have passed, and now you live in Minnesota. Has that yeah, ever Minnesota. happened since you've lived here?
0: Oh, heck no, not in Minnesota. Never. Minis- Minnesota, Never. Um, Nothing. Min- Minnesota is more of a, um, more of a whatever kind of state, um, mm-hmm. the 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 thing that will get you, the thing that will get prejudice against you in Minnesota if you're an interracial couples, if you're a stupid interracial couple, <laughs> if you're a <laughs> low socioeconomic class, seriously, if you're a low socioeconomic class in Minnesota and you're together, you will run into issues you and I haven't because we carry ourselves like people, so to speak, and we don't expect trouble so it doesn't come.
1: Huh.
0: Okay. So
1: this is what I ask, well, this is what I used to ask before I I dated outside my own race, but I'm going to ask you this question because I'm going to bet that there are people out there who are going to listen to this show who are going to ask what seemed to me to be the pretty obvious question. You've talked about the fact that as between the two of you, you've never had racial issues. Has there ever been a time when you've had that one fight? where somebody wanted to say something where somebody either almost or did say something that was race based
2: in your relationship.
0: If it did, I don't remember it. I don't remember
2: Um it. I probably remember thinking it. <laughs> but okay. um I think I I I remember just um sometimes getting in arguments and thinking we're 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 hitting and missing we're not connecting we're not communicating because he's coming from a totally different um racial background than I am
0: and oh, yeah. things
2: that like us growing up as kids we would talk about like our life experiences his growing up as a child and my growing up in the ch- as a child are totally totally different So things that were everyday normal things for me was like, you know, going on lots of vacations, riding bikes in the neighborhood with all the kids, staying out, you know, playing in the cornfields, doing lots of fun things, Um, just having a great childhood, Um, going swimming a lot because in Minnesota we have so many lakes and, you know, just really... In never really having fear, or um, uh, I thought growing up, you know, looking at other families, oh, you know, we're kind of poor, but then kind of growing up, realizing, no, I was more middle class um, growing up. But you, your perspective changes when you grow up and you realize, you know, what you really had. Um, so Terrence and I fight sometimes when i would try to express my opinion and he would he would he would express his opinion and we would come to find out we're both coming from a totally different background and um way of thinking really our mindset was totally different um and that sometimes would cause clashes and you know i remember kind of getting angry and upset and just thinking oh i wish he could get this or you know we never, you know, name called or anything like that, but I don't know, Terrence, what do you think? Um
0: we never name called, we just butted heads because our perceptions were so different. Um
1: Well, I'm gonna ask you what, this though. Was it because of the race or was it cultural?
0: I would say I would say it was a combination of both the race was more incidental um because we had people in my extended family that did not have the prob That did not have the perceptual gap that i had there were people in my extended family black people in my extended family that that would have seen the world the same way yolanda did because they had had the same experiences it was just okay it was just my branch of family. we'll get to you in a minute it was just my branch of our family of origin <clears throat> that um, we just, uh, for lack of a better word, we just weren't programmed to succeed. We could we could gain a certain social economic status, but something in us wouldn't let us keep it. Mm-hmm. So so where she was thinking about playing out in the cornfield for midnight, the reality of my life was because what you grow up with is normal, right? In the reality of her life growing up playing in the cornfields and whatnot till midnight was normal. Not so no normal. Yeah,
1: normal for her, but not so normal, normal for you, right?
0: My normal background my no, my normal reality was to be able to hear gunshots in my neighborhood and tell by the pattern who was shooting. Oh. Okay. And it's different. Yeah. It's different. I could tell you by the fire pattern if it was the Criminal or the cops shooting, and this was just oh. two. This was just two alleys back of my house. Um, it was. I to this day haven't learned how to ride a bike because we only have, we can only afford one bike, and I managed to break it during my early attempts to ride. And there was nobody <laughs> there nobody in the neighborhood that we knew well enough to borrow another bike from. Okay. So, well, I'm going to so. have to
1: ask you about the children because we can hear the children. Yeah. And. Well, the thing that I have sometimes heard from kids from multiracial families, and, you know, I don't I don't claim to have spoken to a lot of them. So I remember Mariah Carey, for example, talking about this, and I've heard other kids talk about the experience that they had, which was an identity crisis, where they either feel or they are made to feel, sometimes by family, sometimes by friends, that they don't really fit with either race. So if you are if you're if you're if your parents are interracial, sometimes, you know, the black people look at you and they're like, well, you're not really one of us, and so they ostracize you. And then you look at your the white side of your family and the white side of your family is like, well, you're really black. And so you never feel like you really fit anywhere. What do you think has been? Have you had to deal with those kinds of issues for your kids, or has their experience been different? Well, um, go ahead.
2: Yeah, go ahead, honey.
0: Because we live in Minnesota, and they grew up in Minnesota, and Minnesota is more multicultural anyway, they have not had that experience yet. Whatever. good things or bad things they experienced, it was because they were who they were, not what they looked like. That's good. Uh, in fact, in fact, it's funny because um, kids are not necessarily born with that racial awareness, because I remember the day it came to Jasmine, who's 15 now. We were sitting in our bedroom. I don't remember where Roma was, but me and mom and Jasmine were were sitting together in the bedroom, and we have been talking about nothing, and all of a sudden Jasmine looked at me and goes, Dad, you're black. And I go, yeah. And she looks at Mom and goes, Mom, you're white. And uh, Yolanda goes, yeah, is that a problem? She goes, oh, heck no, I think it's kind of cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but she was 15.
0: No, no. How old this is she? She's 15 now. This happened when she was maybe, maybe four or five. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: I think statistically what I have heard is that it's usually at about age three and over that children (coughs) become racially aware and they can tell the difference between skin color. And so that's, Mm -hmm. you know, any time thereafter, and I think um, a lot of times how they internalize it depends entirely on Mm -hmm. the messaging that they get from their parents, their teachers,
2: and the people around them. Right, and you know, one thing that I think is really interesting, Speedway, is my girls, especially and um, Roman and I mean uh, Isaac and Gabby, um, is still kind of not not sure how they're going to identify themselves. But Jasmine and Nicole
0: identify
2: themselves as African American, black. They really embrace the black culture. They love the music they love they're very good dancers they're very good singers um it, it, it's funny and then so I just kind of assumed you know that mm-hmm. you would want to marry somebody who's also black which I had absolutely no problem because I thought well they're going to want to marry somebody that's like their dad you know because they love their dad they adore their dad they're definitely daddy's girls and It's so funny because our girls are not interested at all, either one of them, in marrying black. One wants to marry an Asian. The other one wants to marry white. And I just find that so curious that they identify themselves as being black um, and love being black. um, And it doesn't hurt me at all that they don't uh, identify themselves as being white. I mean, because... You know, I know that you know they're half from me, um, but I just I find it I find it curious that you know they love the black culture so much, but yet they don't want to marry the black cult into the black culture, and so I'm not quite sure why. I don't know if in their perception maybe they want to have maybe a better life than maybe mom and dad have had social-economical, so maybe in their minds they're thinking, well, I better marry, you know, somebody who's not black. I mean, I don't know what their reasoning for it is, but neither one of them have any desire at all to marry black, which I just kind of thought was funny. And I don't know about um, our son yet, but when our son was in preschool, um, he always gravitated to all of the little blonde-haired little girls, and I just thought, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Maybe he'll be the same way. <laughs> well, that's inter- that's really interesting. So, Terrence,
2: how do you feel about that when
1: you you see your girls um, and you hear them make those kinds of preferences? Does it does, do you take that personally? Does it hurt your feelings? Do, do you have a different uh, explanation no, of never. why it might be?
0: I might have a different explanation why it might be, but no, my girls are just my girls, and. They are going to fall in love with who they're going to fall in love with. I mean, it's, uh, how could I deny my girls the benefit of making the same choice I made? Uh
1: huh.
0: So, So, I never really thought about it. Well, you know, I think, I think they identify with, I think they identify with the positive parts of black culture. You know, there's, there's certain music that's positive they identify with. I think they, they see the positive aspects of black culture and that's what they've choose chosen to immerse themselves in but at the same time they're very careful to not get caught up in the part of black culture that's negative
2: mm-hmm.
0: so they don't you know they don't get all the way over into the gang thug thing
1: so how do you think so, they so why do you think there's this preference for the white and the asian
0: counterparts um, just because they—that's who they see around, them. that's who they go to school with. Um, you know, in in Ohio, the people around you were black or white, possibly Hispanic. Um, around Minnesota, it's like a one of those Crayola boxes—sixty-four colors. So many different <laughs> shades of people, so many different cultural differences. There are so many different cultural differences that they cease to be a factor. They're not choosing somebody necessarily because they're Asian. They're choosing this cute guy who happens to be Asian.
1: Oh, I see. Interesting. Well, I I have to say, one of my daughters, my older daughter, Olivia, who's 10 now, we sent her off to visit her um, cousin. Her cousin and her cousin mom and dad, so my ex-husband's sister and her husband and their daughter, Living in Mississippi So off they go to Mississippi And it is a predominantly um, Black environment that they live in So off she goes To spend, you know, two weeks Because her cousin, you know, they're the same age And we're trying to foster this relationship Right, so she comes back And she says something that really surprised me She gets there and apparently My my former brother-in-law Has a church And they have all these teenagers at their church And one of them Um, was a young black woman who was married to an Asian man. Uh So Olivia looks at that, and she comes back, and she was talking about the fact that, you know, Marika married an Asian man. And I said, oh, that's really interesting. And the fact that she thought it was, you know, noteworthy made me ask her what she thought about that. And she said to me, well, you know, actually, it it was kind of nice, because it let me know that I can marry anybody that I fall in love with, and it doesn't have to be somebody black. Yep. So I'm looking at that and I'm going, you know, I'd have never pumped.
0: And that's basically how we raised our children. If you if you don't make it an issue in your family, it's typically not an issue in your family. Um, you know, and of course, we cover them with prayer because the on the day on the day somebody does call one of my children that name. Either Yolanda's gonna to to restrain me from killing, or I'm gonna to to restrain her from killing. <laughs> but <laughs> it'll be on then.
2: <laughs>
0: but, yes, uh, it will. It just, it but just has you know, I always get a kick out of
2: people still here today. I, I've had this. I've had this. People ask me when I go to the to the lake, or you know, we're going somewhere. I'll have some younger child come up to me so innocently, and, and I never get mad. But you know, they ask me oh, are those your daughters or did you adopt them? Because I'm so light, and especially Nicole, she's darker than Terrence. And Terrence is really, really dark. So it's like people look at her and they go, how can somebody that is so dark (laughs) come from somebody so light? And and I even sometimes go, wow, that is amazing, God. How does that work, you know? And, you know, they obviously have, you know, some of my feet facial features and you know and everything so you can definitely see the resemblance of myself in my children but oh, yeah. it's just funny that you know people still today will ask me oh did you adopt you know or are those your kids and i'm like well, of course they're mine and and i'm just thinking and that doesn't happen often but i think whenever an adult asks me that i'm thinking wow you got guts to ask me that <laughs> I mean, I never get mad, but I'm thinking, wow, I that's not something that I would just come out and ask a stranger that you don't even know. Nope. You know, you is this your child old. or did you, yeah. Well, I guess the conversation is a little
1: different when you're an interracial couple because, of course, you know, you would never have that conversation if both of you were white or both of you were black. It would never come up. That's really right. interesting. Huh. Yeah. Well, go figure. So to the, to the couples out there that are, you know, together and they're thinking about, I'm thinking particularly about, you know, a couple that's seriously thinking about marriage and and perhaps mulling over this, you know, sort of obvious question of race and and how big an issue is it really. Uh, Is there any advice or are there any things that you would say, if we had known this at the outset, it would have been helpful, or, you know, at the end of the day there was nothing that, we feel like we didn't know that we 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 should have known at the beginning
2: i think his family i think i think in some ways his family is like pleasantly surprised but they are surprised that terrence and i are still together and we made it and we're so happy (laughs) um i don't think they really expected us to make it um because we are so different and and I don't know, E-Way, if you've ever thought of this or if your viewers have ever thought about this, but I think um, the question that you asked, very interesting, and I would answer it like this. It kind of depends on your social economical status because and the reason I say that is if you are – I think you would, have, you would run into more problems um, – if your social economical status was more um, poverty mindset and you you grew up more in poverty and a black and a white person got together because of maybe their lack of education, lack of experiences, the way they see the world and the way they interact with people are going to be very different. Than and a circle they
0: travel in too.
2: Right. Than a couple who is Social, economically in a totally different place and another thing that Terrence and I have noticed and we've actually talked about this that there's a difference between um, marrying somebody African American or some, marrying somebody African because Africans <clears throat> in this country are treated differently than African Americans so I and I've talked to friends who are African and they don't have the same that have come over here in the last, you know, three to ten years don't have the same experiences at all, um, or reactions from white people that African Americans huh. do. Well, so I think uh, it's a uh, dip- I think it's a difference of those three differences. I don't know. What do you think, Terrence? As Uh, as an African,
1: if I can interject, I think part mm -hmm. of that view, Yolanda, is as an African who came into this country, and I grew up in Zimbabwe where everybody looked like me, right? And so Mm -hmm. what happens, part of what happens is you have a completely different mindset because if I was at home and I walked into a store and the Mm store clerk looked looked like me and she didn't want to serve me that day, then... You know, I would look at her and I'd think, well, she's a horrible clerk or she must be having a bad day or she needs some training. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, in this country, you are more inclined to think it's because if she's white and you're black, you're inclined to think it's because of the race.
2: And Mm -hmm. so coming Mm -hmm.
1: into the United States, I found that I had a completely different mindset and there were probably things that I did not notice. Or didn't internalize the same way as I would have if I had grown up here. So part of it is, you know, there, we're, we're, we're in some ways. I think you're right. We're not treated the same way, but in some ways, I think part of it is we don't. We also don't internalize the same way, too.
2: Right.
0: Which, right. which
2: goes to another so we, thing. We
0: might be treated more similarly than we realize. We just don't get it. Well, my my own perspective is. Is black people who grew up in the United States, white people, in general, I'm generalizing, they perceive us at at best, they perceive us to be as good as they are, maybe a little bit below. As I watch interactions, at least the interactions I've been privy to, between white people and black people who are from Zimbabwe. Nigeria, Liberia, whatever, they're treated as at least as good as the white people around them are, maybe a little better. Really? Yep.
1: Wow, that's interesting. So So, to that couple wondering about the union. So we talked about the socioeconomic status is an issue. Mm African-American versus African, that's a, a, a difference. Any advice for a young couple starting out because you know my my I remember my dad was quite opposed in theory to the idea of me dating outside my race at all. And his logic was it's hard enough to make a relationship work. And when you add race as an additional factor, it just adds a layer of complexity so why would you ever do that to yourself? That was his Philosophy. Mm-hmm. My mother, well, on the other hand, didn't think that at all. My mother was just like, "Hey, it's just kind of like hey, there, the blood there, is the same; is, it doesn't matter."
0: There is some validity to that observation that your father made, but the interesting thing is, is typically speaking, the statistics I've seen is that interracial couples typically have lower divorce rates than. More homogenous couples, perhaps because the additional factors made them examine their commitment more closely and they had to be more sure of themselves before they moved forward. Isn't that interesting?
2: <laughs> that's fascinating. <laughs>
0: All right, and you know, well, too, I know, I
2: have, I have too. I have to say this, too, on top of what Terrence said. I think what's how any couple that's considering this, if they have a Similar spiritual background And they um, definitely Have God helping them um, It's it's going to make Their relationship uh, much Smoother and when bumps do come up In the road um, They're going to definitely be able to Get through them a lot better
0: Agreed
1: Okay. Well I would tend to agree with that too Well Yolanda and Terrence Thank you very much For joining me on the Speedway show today Oh, Always thank you
2: so much right.
1: for having us. All right. Well, with that, listeners, you have heard all there is to hear, at least for now, about this particular topic. If you will go to cua.com or the COA you're going to also find additional resources and uh things you can read, links that uh you can check out, articles on this very topic. So until next week, this is Speedway saying go in peace and take care of one another.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash Show. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle thespeedwayshow. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply.